Not today, Satan. Not today, neck. Not today, ankles. This is Mel. Okay. Uh, not today. All right. Message received. Um, this is Cam. This is Their Eyes Were Watching TV, a TV and film podcast. Uh, apparently, me and Candace today will be discussing <laughs> <laughs> the new HBO show, The Last of Us, specifically the season finale, episode yeah. nine. So drive back with us. <laughs> <laughs> I had nowhere to go with that one. So, so is this officially a Candace uh, stand podcast? What's going on? <laughs> Honey, always. Just kidding. <laughs> totally just kidding. I'm only here for the grand dom. Oh, gosh. So do you have news, Cam? You know, I have nothing prepared. Uh-oh. Okay, well. <laughs> no worries i uh i got a little bit of something something here so oh i hate to do it Start. <sighs> <I> gotta... <laughs> oh, first day back <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> so unfortunately sad news uh i know many of you like myself are a huge fan of um martin and the actor who played Nipsey, say Sean Lampkin, passed away at the age of 54. Oh, dang. This is not what I thought you were going to say. But dang, I didn't know oh, that. We lost I, Nipsey. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was really surprised. Like, super young. And they're saying, like, he uh, passed away in his sleep. But they haven't released, like, a cause of death yet. Um, so yeah, it's really sad to hear that. Like Nipsey is, or Nipsey's is what my cousin calls like his apartment. Like when he has people over for like get togethers, <laughs> so you know, it's <laughs> such a, like a small role on the show, but such like an important part of the culture. So oh, yeah, definitely this was a spot. Okay. Right. Every night. <laughs> so there's been a lot of drama. Um, you've probably like within the last, like, uh, I don't know, 18 hours? Like, it hasn't even been a full 24. Tamar was on Watch What Happened. Tamar Braxton was on Watch What Happens Live last night, uh, along with Evelyn Lozada and uh, Nivea, her co-stars on um, The Queen's Court, which is on Peacock. Queen's and, Court? Yeah, it's like their dating show. <laughs> oh, like they are <laughs> contestants on a dating show? So it's like they have like a bunch of men show up and then the three of them like go on dates to try to like find their person. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So I'm I actually kind of want to watch it. If for nothing else, Nivea's fucking hilarious. <laughs> she is a gift. <laughs> she is so funny. Um, but yeah, so apparently like a while ago, like Tamar had made a comment that someone from Real Housewives of Atlanta and her husband had threatened her. And so like, for whatever reason, I'm not really sure why, like people were assuming it was Eva. So mm. on Watch What Happens Live last night, Andy asked her if it was Eva and she quickly said no. And he was like, really? Was well, the housewife married? And she said, yes. So then he guessed Drew Sedora and she said no. So then he was, he was like thinking and he was like, Candy? And she like took a sip of her drink 
And then he was like, but I thought, I guess they were on Big Brother together. And so Andy was like, I thought you and Candy had squashed like whatever beef y'all had on Big Brother. And she was like, you know, I thought we had two, but apparently not, et cetera, et cetera. And so apparently what happened, and I don't, I don't know when they were on Big Brother. So I don't know if this is before or after, maybe it's before, and this is why they had beef on Big Brother. But someone named Carlos King like escape was claiming that he was trying to steal the rights to like a film um about them and so Wait, someone isn't he the producer of like housewives of atlanta like that, that wasn't that his wasn't that his start he had oh, something to do with the franchise oh maybe i have no idea who he is i assumed he was like a music person i don't know <laughs> no he's like a <laughs> tv producer oh shit um well yes carlos king uh, was accused by Escape of trying to steal the rights to a movie about their life and like how they got started. And so um, apparently like when all this was popping off, Tamar got on social media saying Carlos was her friend and he has no need to steal anything. And so this caused beef. And apparently Tamar was on tour with Escape at this time. So, mm. you know, extra level of drama. But yeah, so now, like, you know, like I said, less than 24 hours after Watch What Happens Live, it has turned, like, it's all people are talking about on Twitter. They have both gone back and forth multiple times. Uh, Candy was on Amazon Live saying that Tamar was lying. And she said her and Tamar had words, but Todd was not involved because Tamar is trying to say the husband threatened her too. Why did they threaten her though? Did she explain? I don't know. I might have missed that part. I, I don't know. <laughs> that's, a, that's the main thing. I don't even know why. I don't, I don't know. It was warranted. I don't know. There was there was so much back and forth. I don't. I'm not even. I'm not sure if this is actually about the Carlos King comment. If something else happened, but they kept going. Um, now my like thing is not loading. Don't tell me she deleted them. Okay, here they go. <laughs> So I think the, so first, you know, I think, yeah. So Candy like um, rebutted against what Tamar said. And then Tamar is like, imagine having the biggest ego for the most non-singing ass person in the entire music industry. And then Tamar is like, I think Tamar has gone in a little more than Candy. She was like, now Billy Goat is going to start, uh, what? this is a typo is going to start back up again calling me a liar someone needs to call her and tell her to chill Tadina, uh it's a one of a bunch of zeros so let's just say 100 billion percent did what i said he did and then she said listen i'm healed and saved but god don't want us to be rollover rovers i'm standing firm on what i said exactly how it happened and don't need to lie about anything mm, mm, mm. <laughs> And then, yeah, she did, like, Tamar got on Instagram Live and said some other stuff. But, I mean, that's that's the gist of it. It's pretty much just, uh, oh, yeah, and I forgot, Tamar did upload a picture of, I think, her and Carlos, maybe. And then in the back, you see Todd, like, talking to someone. I don't really know what that's supposed to prove, because there's, like, it's like they're, like, at a concert. And mm. he's just, like, in the back. Like, there's nothing happening, so I don't really know what that was supposed to prove. But, um. Yeah, if, you, if you've been on any kind of social media day, today, I'm sure you've seen that. It's like pretty much taken over the Black uh, social media networks. But nobody knows why they threatened her? 
I mean, some, I I don't know. Some, (laughs) (laughs) look, I'm only going to do so much digging. Uh, (laughs) I mean, this is probably a thing where they don't even remember, honestly. (laughs) I was going to say, it's very convenient that they both are on reality shows right now and this drama resurfaces. I mean, you know, it's Mm. great publicity. Okay, right. You know, the queens of R&B and whatever dating show Tamar is on. (laughs) Yes. Now, I will say, people, I'm loving the SWV escape show. Oh, me too. Me too. Did you watch it last night? I did. Okay, so before the, because Tamar is on Watch What Happens Live, but before that started, people were already going in on Candy because she told SWV that Escape should be the headliners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then, like, that only lasted for, like, half an hour. And then everything shifted to Tamar. That completely, like, got just pushed to the back burner. Mm. Um, but I thought that was wild. I mean, I like a few Escape songs. But, like, SWV is, like, they're they're the girls. Like, I mean, and like I... they said, they sold 30 million records compared to Escape 7. Exactly. And she's basically trying to say, like sure we might not have been popping back then but me and tiny are popping now (laughs) (laughs) so we deserve (laughs) Uh, so i yeah it seemed pretty day class a to do and it seemed like her group wasn't in agreement and she presented it as if she was speaking for the group yeah, because I was waiting for one of them to chime in and be like, well, we feel this way because, and so I'm like, so did, can- did y'all put Candy up to say this, or is she just speaking out of turn about something y'all had never discussed before? I mean, maybe it was the edit, but I mean, I saw eyebrows raised and kind of like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Right. <laughs> is that what we discussed? <laughs> did I, I thought- miss that meeting? <laughs> right. And I thought it was so fucked up because like SWV invites y'all to do this tour right. or this big show or whatever. Trying to mediate y'all's drama. Right. Because I'm like, <laughs> y'all can't even get it together. How, how y'all right. supposed to be headlining? Talk about and- going on the road with three people. <laughs> <laughs> right. What is um, this? <laughs> like, and SWV wasn't even trying to say y'all open for us. They were like, we can be co-headliners. So it right. just felt extra disrespectful. Yeah, it's a little bit of that ego. Mm, a little mm. bit of that ego. Which I was a little surprised because I like Candy so much on Atlanta. So I was just I was Can- Candy's about her business. All right. <laughs> you gonna True, have to tell mean, her no. <laughs> you probably still gonna get paid the same amount of money. So I don't know what she's so pressed about. I would assume not, right? If you, you don't think so? I mean, well, I would okay. assume headliners make more, right? I mean, in general, yes. But I'm like, when SWV came up with this idea to invite it, y'all, I can't see them being like, okay, y'all headline and get more money. So maybe that also added to the argument, too, because it involved a money thing I wasn't thinking about. Yes! What do you mean? Yes! Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not a tour manager. I don't know exactly how it works. I wasn't thinking about the money part. (laughs) Yes, I would assume there are financial ramifications for that, that somebody is getting more of the cut of the door than somebody else. Mm. But yeah, well then extra, extra disrespectful on candy and maybe escape (laughs) stories. Yeah, I... 
I know this is not what we're talking about this week, and I was going to mention this as one of the shows I was watching, but mm-hmm. Latasha, like, I don't know what Girl. you think this is doing for your solo career because I'm not buying your music. It sounds way <laughs> Sounds dated. Okay. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> fuck. Damn. I mean, I was just like seeing Latasha, Tamika, and their mom. I was like, oh, okay. I totally understand why Latasha like acts the way she does. Like that, my heart broke for Tamika. That was really sad. It was. It really was. And I don't feel like her mother did a sufficient job of making it right in Mm-mm. this episode. Me uh, neither. So I feel very sad for her. And also, I feel sad for Latasha because I don't know. Her husband seems creepy. Like something about that relationship seems very, very off. And it's, I've seen them on other reality shows mm-hmm. and I don't know. Like it's just, it's, Tasha seems like a completely different person in this show mm-hmm. than she's been on other shows. And I don't, part of me is like, are you really like selling yourself out to make yeah. some money? Is this, are you okay? Right. Like, Blink twice. Right. What's going on? <laughs> well, so. yeah, that was weird. Like when she, he was like whispering in her ear this last episode, trying to like tell her what to say in her like confessional interview exactly and you saw they said he's the work of r kelly so i'm already like now what have you seen that you helped hide or maybe help facilitate like Mm. i mean i want you know i'm don't want to make accusations but if you're in r kelly's camp i have to imagine you at least saw something suspicious yeah Mm, 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 mm. yeah crazy but yeah it just makes me wonder is this the real tasha was the other one edited what's going on what's mm. happening so yeah. whew, prayers yeah. up prayers up mm-hmm. don't save her she don't want to be saved <laughs> you just said prayers up and now you say don't save her <laughs> yikes so Coco Jones, who uh, is best known for playing Hillary on um, the Fresh Prince reboot, Bel Air, shared recently that she... Oh, not her own uh, solo R&B career? Dang. Oh, sorry. I guess that's how I found out about her. I mean, I know she <laughs> sings, but I didn't know her music. I, like, I had heard her name, but I never listened to her music before Bel Air. So my oh, bad. Same. Okay. Same. Oh, okay. girl, you try like you. <laughs> I knew her when she was underground. Like, get out of here. <laughs> I'm just saying, she got a whole blossoming. I feel like more people know of her music. Okay, now. I'm just, singer, actress, dancer, <laughs> triple threats. Coco Jones. <laughs> Excuse me. <sighs> Anyways, she shared recently <laughs> that she was at the Rock Nation brunch. And thought she was chatting with Buster Rhymes, but it was actually one Mr. E40. What? <laughs> I was like, oof, like, girl, how do you what? They don't look anything alike. <laughs> At all. Does E40 have actually what does Buster Rhymes hair look like? Jesus now? Christ had dreads, so shake them. But I don't think E40 <laughs> ever had dreads and Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes no longer has dreads, but they still don't, their face faces don't look anything alike. That's real. That's real. So apparently, like, she had, she was on Wow and Out recently, and she had wrapped his verse from, what's that Chris Rhymes oh, yeah. uh Look at me now. 
Mm-hmm. And which is famously very, very fast verse and people love to show off <laughs> if they can like rap it. So she goes up to who she thinks is Busta Rhymes and she's like, um, oh my gosh, like you just see my freestyle on Wild and Out. And he was like, yeah. And she was like, and I'm like, remember? And then she wrapped some of the verse. And then um, he was just like, that's good, Shouty. That's good. Uh. <laughs> she said she walked away like, okay, that was, that was kind of weird. And so then um, she said something to her, her manager. Her manager was like, girl, that's E40. <laughs> wow <laughs> was she was she drunk how in the world i feel like i need to see pictures of e40 and um Busta rhymes now maybe they do look alike i don't they, know they don't because they had <laughs> um like in the article i was reading they had like both of them side by side they i'm about to text it to you right now they don't look anything alike <laughs> maybe the lights were dim i don't know Poor Coco. Sweet Coco. <laughs> At first I was like, well, she's kind of young. She's 25, but I'm like, they still don't look any, like you're old enough to know they don't look anything alike. Especially <laughs> if you're rapping a whole Busta Rhymes verse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, right. I, maybe you could confuse E-40 with Jeezy or <laughs> someone from the locks, but no. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I I maybe could have given her somebody from the locks, so I'll give you that. <laughs> like they're all like bald, so that yeah. <laughs> oh, so um, oh, and also the E forty connection with Candy, shaking, staking, and moving, trying to get to you and that, that monkey. <laughs> oh wow. Ooh. Um, <laughs> so the very last thing this is very old news but we haven't recorded in a while and I still just think it's really crazy okay. um, you might even say crazy sexy cool uh, uh-uh. Chili <laughs> Rosanda Thomas has been dating Matthew Lawrence it's been public since like around Christmas but yeah I just we hadn't had a chance to talk about it and it, as everyone's saying it was not on anyone's bingo card but they look super cute together like and he was in an interview with his two brothers joey and andy and he was just like i love the way he was speaking about her like it was really hey. nice so yeah okay look at that mm-hmm. wow i mean what chili wants that's very nostalgic i guess you know but also yeah <laughs> would not have seen them together right of all the all the people never like i just didn't think they would why would they ever like cross i don't know maybe at like the teen awards back in the day like otherwise why would they cross paths you know everything's coming back you never know they might have been on no they wouldn't have been on tour together um (laughs) unlike coco jones he is not a triple threat so well yeah who knows who knows what 90s room they found themselves in Makes me makes me think of like a '90s chat room. <laughs> '90s celebrities just go and catch up. <laughs> That'd be cute. <laughs> but anyways, that is all I have for news. Okay, well, let's start with our show of the week. It is The Last of Us, season one, episode nine, the season finale called "Look for the Light." 
Uh, so this show, it is based on a video game of the same name, The Last of Us. And it's interesting because some of the characters in the show also played characters in the game. And they allowed them to, you know, participate sometimes in the same role they played in the game or like a different one. For instance, Ellie's mom. Uh, I forget the actress's real name. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Ashley Johnson. Thank you. She plays Ellie in the video game. So and I kept. Sorry, I kept thinking, I was like, she looks so familiar. And then I was like, oh, it's the little girl from Growing Pains. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was like, she's been a lot of stuff, but she was like a child actor. But uh, yeah. Gotcha. I was, I was trying to put my finger on where I know her from because she's been a lot of stuff. Yeah. Where I first knew her from, I guess. Yeah. Uh, anywho, but the game is about the zombie apocalypse um you know this hits a little close to home in that after a global pandemic destroys civilization <laughs> this hardened survivor takes charge of a 14 year old girl who may be humanity's last hope that's the byline for the the video game and the show <laughs> um and it is hbo's first show based on the game oddly enough um so it stars to game of thrones alumni pedro pascal you may have known him from his role on narcos and also on game of thrones he was what one of the princes of dorne yes i just call that the mediterranean people uh, everybody's kind of like tan and martel something martel but um yes and, and then Mandalorian too Oh, I haven't seen Mandalorian. Yeah, sorry. I keep I keep meaning to watch it. Because <laughs> I want to see Baby Yoda so bad. So cute. He's so cute. <laughs> All right, so Pedro Pascal, and he stars as Joel. And Bella Ramsey, also from Game of Thrones. Uh, one of the, what was her people? The... Was she? Was it like Lady Mormont or something? Yes, yeah. Lady Mormont, another badass child like Arya. Yes, and she plays another badass child <laughs> in this show <laughs> named Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> so this whole season, Joel has been escorting Ellie across country to a resource facility where they think she is the key to this pandemic. Uh, that her blood might hold the key to them coming up with a cure. So there's this group called the Fireflies. They are like the, what would you say, like revolutionaries of that time. All the city. So there's a pandemic. There's these things called cordyceps, which I think are some type of fungus that somehow figures out how to survive in human form. It takes over your body and basically you just become a shell for this what did I say they were called? Cordyceps. <laughs> <laughs> and so that has taken over the globe. And now 20 years later, society's kind of split up into these like factions within cities. And they are run by, do you remember the group name? Fedra? Fedra. Thank you. Mm -hmm. They are run by Fedra. So they are like the establishment. They have very strict rules. They ration people's food, you know. They're, they kind of suck, but 
you get all that in exchange for like protection from the cordyceps and then you got the fireflies who basically try to liberate people and i don't i don't really know what their mission is other than anarchy and <laughs> finding a cure <laughs> and i do think fedra is like a little different from city to city because it seems like there's some that are like more corrupt than others right basically you know just like any other government <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> so Joel gets approached by the Fireflies to, he's kind of hired. I think they give him money to take her across country. Um, she somehow is immune to the cordyceps. And that is evident by, she got bit by one and did not turn into one. So they're trying to get her to this research facility. Some complications happen with the Firefly people. They hire him. And he starts taking her on this road trip. And they encounter a lot of stuff along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of like really really tough things and you basically see ellie come of age on this journey um to you know fulfill her destiny so to speak there's a point in this episode where she kind of reflects on all the crazy things that have happened to her and I, they don't really give us a time frame but it seems like it was like at least like a m- months well i know um i think after like the henry and sam episode it says like three months later so they were traveling for at least like three or four months right and she seems to grow up very quickly you know um she goes from kind of a little spunky girl to i don't know like a very i don't know the war tested battle tested (laughs) woman almost yeah and i think the episode before the season finale had played a very large part in that too unfortunately oh yeah she um had escaped this uh group that had captured her uh i don't know some weird like cult Mm -hmm. slash uh pedophile ring and so she actually ended up having to kill her captor in order to get away and you know it's a very violent act and she still has to carry on in this mission to get across country and in reflecting in that she pretty much the her and joel are still you know traversing through whatever city and joel is like a different version of himself suddenly he's like very soft he's very tender he's very sweet and he's like clearly trying to distract her and pull her out of her shell so she doesn't dwell on what she just did yeah that was so crazy how their roles reversed because she would just Mm -hmm. be talking non-stop and now he's like kind of freaked out like why is she so quiet what's wrong like and he's trying to like joke and be lighthearted. right so it's it's very interesting to see that dynamic flip but let me go to the beginning of the episode where we see ellie's origin story essentially her mother is we see a first scene her mother she's running away from one of the cordyceps or clickers or whatever they call them and she starts to give birth and eventually this clicker finds her and she attacks her bites her and kind of right around that same time ellie's born like in the rush of adrenaline she like while trying to defend herself from this and kills this clicker she gives birth and is like kind of surprised like she looks down at the baby's hair like what what <laughs> <laughs> right um 
And somehow in that span of time, Ellie got just, you know, scant amount of probably that cordyceps blood in her maybe Mm -hmm. was transmitted and that was enough for her to I guess build antibodies and become immune to it um what's interesting is that we find out that Marlene the leader of the fireflies who initially we meet with Ellie and she's the one who pays Joel to take her across country her and her mother knew each other they were best friends from childhood And she unfortunately ends up having to kill her best friend at her best friend's request. So she doesn't, you know, turn into one of the clickers and Marlene doesn't want to do it. And she tells her, you know, her daughter's name and that like, you need to take care of her. And she ends up doing it. She tells uh, one of the other fireflies who happens to be a man, she has a baby in her arms and she tells him to like cover her ears because she's about to go back in the room and shoot the baby he doesn't do it he doesn't i noticed that ears. i was so confused by that such a man my god <laughs> you know what was about to happen were you sleeping <laughs> basic request you can't even fucking do it right like it's a baby <laughs> a newborn <laughs> But I don't know about you, from that scene, when we find out that they knew each other, I had so many questions. I was like, okay, then why did Ellie grow up in that weird, like, orphanage slash reform school? How come Ellie didn't like the Fireflies when her friend Riley uh, became one? How did Ellie even get connected to the Fireflies? So what I assumed was maybe Marlene was just like, I'm going to keep an eye on her from a distance, but I can't be raising no baby. Like I, I'm trying to run this fireplace. stuff. I, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. My whole girl got pregnant, but that's not, that's not on me. That's not my ministry. So, and also maybe with Ellie growing up in like the kind of orphanage boarding school or whatever they have or dormitory they have, like maybe um because she said mentioned something about doing like drills every day like ellie and the other girls so mm-hmm. maybe she'll learn you know some inside fedra things and how you know stuff operates and once she's older marlene will tell her everything about her mom and she can um you know i, I don't know i just kind of use that like insider information that's what i was thinking so use her without her knowing it's very yeah. manipulative. I mean, essentially what she did in this this show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think Marlene is exactly a moral compass to follow, but yeah, maybe. Hmm. Oh, I oh that- and then with how she... So what I assumed is after her and Riley were in the mall, maybe like, you know, when they didn't hear from Riley, they figured out something was wrong since she was based in the mall. And they like found her or, you know, they didn't really explain that, but I assume it happened very soon after that happened. Right. I was going to say, you making a leap, but all right. You know I mean? They ain't give us nothing. So you, you got to fill in the blanks <laughs> where you can. <sighs> okay. So we find out Ellie's origin story and basically fast forward to where they are now. They are almost to, I don't even know what city they're going to now. Utah? I don't, 
Yeah, That's I think they were headed. City, to... but... <laughs> I'm I'm glad you got it. Yeah, I think they were headed to Salt Lake City. Let's <laughs> also say the mountains look like Salt Lake. So, <laughs> <laughs> on their way to Salt Lake, we mentioned Joel is trying to lift Ellie's spirits. Um, this entire journey, he's been like a hard ass. He lost his daughter very like the first day of the pandemic, yeah. which was also his birthday. Oh yeah, terrible. <laughs> this is a real bad day. <laughs> Horrible. Also played by Tandy Newton Jr. Uh, or sorry, Tandaway, uh, Nico Parker. I thought that was cute. She was in it. I know she looks so much like her mom, like spitting, spitting image. image. Yeah, it's copy and paste. And a good little actress. She did a great job. How much time, like, all these, like, British, like, kids, especially, like, they get that American accent down. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You know, because what is an American accent? You know, it can be anything. What? (laughs) It could be almost anything, like an American accent. You can, there's so many regions to pick from and whatever. Oh, okay. (laughs) We don't have to get into it. Into linguistics. So yeah, he's been a hard ass. He pretty much has been lost ever since his daughter died. And this relationship with Ellie has kind of awakened something in him that he thought had died, which was like, you know, real love and unconditional kind of parental love. Mm-hmm. Um, she has now like become his daughter. And he was like very had closed himself off. I mean, he was very close to his brother and, you know, loved him. And he had his lady, I forget her name. Uh, Tess. Tess. Yeah, so we're seeing this much softer side, this much more vulnerable side of Joel all of a sudden. And we get to see Ellie when she sees the giraffe. She suddenly is filled with like excitement because like who would expect to see a giraffe in Salt Lake City? (laughs) (laughs) Right. That like chow like wonderment came back for a minute. Yeah, like you saw that kind of like glimmer of hope that she could go back to being normal. Yeah. Um, and very quickly after that, (laughs) (laughs) you know, things take a turn. But before they do, Joel suggests that they like even though they are right at the precipice of finishing this mission, he's like, we don't have to do it. We can go back to Wyoming where my brother is, you know, live the rest of our days there, do all these other things. And Ellie is like, no, all this crap I have done to get to this point, all the horrible things you and I both Mm -hmm. did and saw, it has to be for something or else none of it mattered (laughs) we killed mercilessly for no reason which yes kind of but also like y'all did make it to like his brother's like perfect little town in like wyoming yeah so that could have been the reason that you had to do all that merciless (laughs) killing but but I, i get what she's saying i get what she's saying right and um you know it is kind of kind of foreshadowing and in the course of that conversation, Joel also reveals that he has a scar on his head and it was from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. He actually was trying to kill himself, but flinched and missed. And he's telling her the story basically to say that 
he didn't know why he didn't go that day because he was ready to go but there's a reason why he is alive and that's basically to protect her and get her to this point and i remember she said something like time heals all wounds and he said it wasn't time which i thought was sweet yeah it was you it was always you (laughs) (laughs) and so they are you know after this walking through the city he suddenly wants to hear some puns and they are walking loudly (laughs) right i'm like now y'all been trying to be quiet this whole time why are you so free right now or i'm like how many cities have y'all been to they all got people in them like why do you walk around this bitch like you're the only ones there (laughs) right (laughs) be on guard (laughs) yeah as soon as i was like nah everything's a little bit too peaceful and happy right now something about to pop off and what do you know there's what like a flashbang or something and joel mm-hmm. gets knocked out then he wakes up in the hospital and it ends up being like a firefly hospital so they know like oh okay cool we're safe boom then he's like where's ellie and marlene comes in and she's impressed like yo i almost died 10 times coming here so i don't know how y'all made it <laughs> right and she was like very appreciative and basically like oh i hate that i'm uh, indebted to you but you got ellie here she's like where's ellie <laughs> and she's basically like she's going to surgery and he's like okay well you know basically like well why is she getting surgery and she has to tell him that the doctor wants to extract these cordyceps and of course cordyceps are where the brain so in order to take those out, they essentially have to kill her. Which, you know, did they really? Did they really, you know? It's like, people have brain surgery every day. Like, y'all can't. <laughs> I imagine it's just like growing like on the outside of the brain. It seems yeah. like y'all could extract that. Maybe it's like all intertwined and they have to like dissect it or, you know, I don't know. Maybe. There gotta be some on the outside though. Right. It seemed very drastic to me. And what was even more effed up is that Marlene says, we didn't tell Ellie. Like, she didn't go into this afraid. Like, she wanted to do this. It's like, yeah, she wanted to do it because she probably didn't think to ask, am I going to (laughs) survive this? Right. (laughs) (laughs) So Joel is basically like, no, you're not doing this. Like, he at this point has lost so many people. This is now his daughter. So he's like, I got to protect her at all costs. So Marlene tells her little crew of fireflies, like basically take him to the outskirts of the city, get him away from the hospital because he's like trying to break away to go find Ellie. And she gives uh, one of the guards a knife that used to be Ellie's mom. And she says, give this to him on the outskirts, whatever. Part of me was like, did she do that on purpose? Because she knows how this man is. Did she want him to break free and save Ellie secretly? I can't see her, well, I was going to say, I can't see her doing that um, because of what happened after. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, maybe she did feel some guilt because this is her best friend's kid. And she so, was supposed to protect her. Right. So I didn't think about that, but maybe on some level. Well, either way, I think he uses that knife or something to subdue the guard, take his mm-hmm. gun, and yeah. find Ellie. And he proceeds to take out this building filled with fireflies, which is, like, <laughs> wild to me. Like, 
Y'all didn't hear these gunshots. Y'all didn't come running. Y'all, like, this is your top flight security. Like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) And what kills me, too, is, like, this always happens in movies. Like, the, you know, main character protagonist getting shot at left and right. Machine guns, like, just going Mm -hmm. off. Somehow never get hit. Never. (laughs) Never. It's all their targets. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It was one of those unbelievable scenes. Mm-hmm. But what really took me out is when your boy showed up in the operating room. I know exactly what you're gonna say. And killed the doctor. Like, dang, like you had to you had to fuck this up for all of us. <laughs> like, oh, that's not what I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say when he showed up in the operating room and then the doctor picked up a scalpel and said, I won't let you take her. Like, now, girl, come on. Well. What did he think he was going to do with that? <laughs> hey, he tried. <laughs> he tried. Okay? What's the scaffold? Get out of here. <laughs> He's ready for that hand-to-hand combat. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's my favorite. But this man brought literally brought a scalpel to a gunfight. <laughs> but to be fair, there's probably other doctors who could do this surgery. He's probably not the only one. I mean, let's hope. I don't know. This is like the end of the world, but potentially. But you didn't have to kill him. You didn't have to kill him. Yeah, he could have like shot him in the leg or something. I just, I can't believe he chose to save pretty much just one girl instead of like the whole of humanity (laughs) and like future generations. And especially knowing what we know about Ellie. Thank you. That's where I was going with foreshadowing. That Mm -hmm when she mentioned like we have to finish this mission like we have to do this like she had a sense of like duty yeah and so i feel like if marlene had been honest with her i think she would have still made the choice to Mm. sacrifice herself to save everyone else yeah i mean it's kind of fucked up he took that choice away from her they both did honestly yeah but i mean like he could have waited for her to wake up and been like (laughs) you know like now that you have all the all the details, do you still want to do it? That's true. Like you didn't have to go on a killing spree. You could have talked this out and we could have come up with a compromise. Well, I think he did still have to kill all those firefly like soldiers because they would have gone through with the surgery before he had a chance to tell her. Now he probably didn't have he didn't have to kill surgeon nor Marlene. <laughs> they could have, you know, could have shot both of them in the leg and they talked it out. But um I just, you know, he had been through so much and I think it was just so triggering for him, Mm -hmm. like finally feeling like, kind of like he's a dad again. So, and it reminded me a lot of, um, what's it? I think it was like episodes like four and five in Kansas City with, um, so like Melanie Linsky plays his character named Kathleen and basically in Kansas City, like this um they're not i don't think they were fireflies they were something else and they took over um like took over the city and like kicked fedra out because like their fedra was like one of the really corrupt ones and there were people called collaborators who were basically um snitching on people to fedra in order to get food or housing or you know whatever and so once her and her group took over she was looking for someone named Henry. We kept hearing Henry, Henry, Henry. She was like, you know, he snitched on my brother and he's the reason my brother got killed. 
so you know we later find out henry and sam were basically like sam might be like 19 20 but they're mm-hmm. basically like two kids and sam is like maybe 10 so um it's like she was willing to basically destroy the whole city to get these two people and even like after like a bunch of like infected come out and are attacking everyone she's still trying to not let them get away (laughs) um and then kind of like same with like henry um maybe on like a little lesser degree but he according to him uh kathleen's brother was a good man and he Mm -hmm. felt bad for stitching him out but he's like i will do anything to protect my little brother so that kind of felt like foreshadowing for me because it's kind of like the person means the most to you in the world would you give them up to save the world and i think that's it's like a really hard question you know oh yeah but it's like the show shows you how well that goes like for everybody <laughs> <True>. else <laughs> true you know it ends up being what kills them or it all ends up being for nothing yeah that's true so Apparently there is a season two. Oh, good. There's a sequel to the game and they're thinking about making a third part to the game. So there is a season two that is in the works. Anywho, going back to Joel uh, rescuing Ellie, he like basically takes her off of anesthesia (laughs) and runs away with her from the hospital. (laughs) Now I'm thinking, okay, don't most people have to be brought out of anesthesia (laughs) like what if she gets brain damage what if she's down there too long what i don't know i just felt like he didn't think this out a lot of things Mm. could have went wrong yeah but she does wake up and she asks him like yo where are we why are we in a car where's my clothes and for like the first time he lies to her he tells her that there are a bunch of other kids there like her. They've been doing all this research and they haven't been able to find a cure. So they've basically given up. What a shitty story. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> come on. Right. right. And then his excuse for the clothes is like, uh, some fugitives are out. Oh, he said, yeah, some, some raiders attacked the hospital and I got you out just in time. Yeah, like, what? Hey, bro. <laughs> And she asked what people were hurt. He's honest, like, yes. Yeah, she asked about Marlene. And he's like, no, she, basically, she died. Didn't tell her that he killed her. Yeah. And so we see them continue on this journey. And as she becomes more and more lucid, she's, like, really thinking about what he says. And you can tell she's, like, struggling because she had come to, like, trust this person mm-hmm. and now they're not being honest with her and she's on, she's coming off of anesthesia, so, like, <laughs> the world is not making sense. <laughs> um, So he starts driving them back to Wyoming to be with a brother and once they're very close to being there, she tries to tell him about her first kill which ends up being pretty much a mercy kill of her friend slash almost lover riley and she asks him like swear you're telling me the truth and he again lies and you know she doesn't believe him but she chooses to follow him anyways and then the show ends (laughs) (laughs) yeah and when they stopped right there i was like tommy's town is like in sight 
And I'm like, can y'all just please get like, girl, you got another 45 minutes. Wait till you get inside to tell them. Cause I'm like, I, I just knew something was going to pop out or uh-huh. I was like, just wait till y'all get inside. But you know, it seems like, well, the show ended. So I guess, I guess they were able to walk down into the Valley. Okay. But yeah, I thought it was really interesting. Cause like before in an early ep- earlier episode, he's like, you know, you're not family, you're cargo. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, you know, he was like, I think felt like physically protective of her, but he was being pretty brutally honest about yeah. things. And now that he like sees her like a daughter, he's he's lying the way parents do to like <laughs> protect their kids' innocence. Like, oh yeah. yeah, everything's good, everything's great. And so it's you know, but she's she's not a regular kid. She's she's been through a lot of shit, so she's able to you know see through that but it's it's sweet and it's sad at the same time i think because he's gonna like kind of fuck up that trust he has with her yeah and it's like you didn't have to take it that far bro like (laughs) you know he went like death con nine and (laughs) (laughs) and it's kind of like you know it's a little scary like you don't have to go that hard man we're trying to save the world and you just like kind of use this as it's almost like he you love the violence so you look for reasons to be violent Mm. so you took this opportunity to like try to save someone who maybe necessarily didn't want to be saved much like his brother (laughs) don't save her she don't want to be saved (laughs) right do you think should he have done what he did no, I I don't think he was right for doing that, but I understand why he did it. And also, when he's carrying her out to the car and Marlene confronts them in the parking garage, like the way he he's holding Ellie in his arms and he has that uh, you know, Marlene, I, can't remember, I don't think she had a flashlight, but it's like very similar to the way he was carrying his daughter Sarah before she got shot. Mm. so i feel like you know all of that was just kind of like you know coming back and he's like i can't fail at protecting another like child again so i don't think it was right but i understand why he did it what about you oh it was wrong it was way yeah. too too uh over the deep end they could have figured something out so yeah no i think what was wrong was to lie to her about it mm-hmm. or most wrong i guess because it's like she's seen you she's seen <laughs> this side of you right she already knows you know you're only making it worse by lying to her so mm. yeah i don't know it'll be interesting to see what happens because yeah he's the one person she like loved and trusted yeah yeah. And now she's questioning it. So uh, neither of us have children, but if you did have a child and you were in this exact same situation somehow, of cordyceps and shit, <laughs> what would you have done? Oh my gosh. Well, well, I'm gonna. I was gonna say, do I know this before or after we've gone across country? It's the exact same scenario. You get oh, here I'm, with I'm your Joel. kid. I'm Joel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah yeah that'd be difficult yeah 
but I think I would have not killed everybody. I would have, you know, definitely I tried think to he stop. had a choice though, because if he didn't kill them, they would have killed Joel. You don't. He didn't decide he had a choice. Well, they only started. They were gonna let him go. They only started killing because he started killing. Yeah, but I mean, if he wanted to get, <laughs> if he wanted to get Ellie, oh. he had he had to kill them and go back into the hospital. Yeah. Well, that's one way to do it, but. <laughs> Oh, you you was just gonna talk it out. (laughs) No, I mean at least like okay, all the killings might have been justified until he walked into that operating room. He didn't have to kill the doctor. He didn't have to kill Marlene. Those last two kills were. But he did say, Marlene, you're just gonna keep coming. Yes, that is why he killed both of them, which is pretty sinister, and it's still like choosing to doom the rest of us <laughs> so you can go live in wyoming <laughs> with this little girl yeah but i mean again if you're in his position and you knew this person is gonna keep trying to find you you wouldn't want to nip that in the bud i'm just saying by the time i got to that room sure i'm sure the adrenaline's kicked in and you know yeah. i'm blindly in a rage at that point but i feel like knowing me i would have tried to like okay let's pause let's like walk through all the steps let's these are very reasonable people and they're like yeah let's 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 sit down have a little tea i mean i'm gonna have my gun so this is like (laughs) a soft threat (laughs) that we need to take some steps back and talk this out and come to the conclusion that i want us to come to (laughs) maybe we try this without killing her first how about that Mm -hmm. you can try it at least okay all right So I will I'm say, saying. I wonder if Mar. Wait, did he shoot Marlene in the head? Because I was gonna say, I wonder if well, she's actually dead. I was gonna say, did we see it? Because they I like think we just it. see him standing over the camera and he shoots. So right. I don't think we see where he shoots, if I so, remember correctly. So, so you're I wonder if she's still alive. I think she might pop back up in season two. Hmm, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Does this make you want to play the game? Like, to be honest, like, so in 20, like, when quarantine started, I bought a PS4. So I was like, let me get back into gaming or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very hard time with, like, like I need, like, 2D. Like, Super Nintendo, <laughs> I'm your girl. I'm killing it in Super Nintendo when you can only, you can only go left to right, right to left. But like, being able to move, like... Like just like three, like everywhere, like it's it's very hard, and I I can't figure out like why I'm having such a hard time with it. But like I haven't played my PS4 probably like close to a year, like because it's just so hard. Wow, I've never heard somebody <laughs> complain about <laughs> about technological advancements, right? I Take just me like, back to duty. <laughs> I mean, I have like a PlayStation Two. And I think I struggle with that a little bit, but I feel like the PS4, obviously, like there's even more advancements because I had like a Star Wars game I was so excited about. I think it gave me motion sickness. Like I felt kind of sick for a couple of days. So like I played it once and that was. <laughs> but the FIFA and the Madden games were fine, but the yeah, I can't have too much movement. <laughs> so if this game was in 2D. You know, it actually kind of reminds me. I had, this, I had this Super Nintendo game. It was Jurassic Park 
it was Jurassic Park something chaos. And so it was like, you know, a shooting game. Like you're running through, like you're in the jungle, you're inside of like labs, you're running through areas, but <laughs> you're only, there's dinosaurs attack, attacking you, but you can only go left and right or up and down. So like <laughs> if The Last of Us was something like that, sign me up. <laughs> what what about you? Do you want to play the game now? Um, I would say maybe not quite as similar to you, but there was a point in my childhood where I was like a gamer. And then once it got to like the longer kind of like adventure games, like the Resident Evils mm-hmm. and all that, that's when I started to check out, you know. You don't want like a say, whole narrative. Yeah. Look, I'm the type I'll skip through that. <laughs> I don't need <laughs> yeah. a movie while I'm playing a game, you know? Right. Right. Like, I just want to play. <laughs> <laughs> Was I meant to look at my PlayStation? Because again, the PS4 I haven't played in forever, mm-hmm. but it came with three games. And I was like, was The Last of Us one of them? Probably not. It was probably some other game with like a it, man shooting things. But um, say, it came out in 2013. The Last well, of Us. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't get the, the PS4 till 2020. Oh, okay. So um, I have to look. I don't think it's the one, but if it is, if it's on there, sure. But otherwise, no, I'm probably not going to try. Are you looking forward to next season? Oh, my God, yes. Like, I I really like this show a whole lot. So, yeah. I'm surprised. Why are you surprised? Well, because you didn't like, like, The Walking Dead or... I'm glad you brought that up. So, that's what I... Because I thought this was, like, a zombie thing. And mm-hmm. so I kind of liked that it was different and it was like, well, if someone's dead, then there's no risk of them turning into like one of the infected. So mm-hmm. I kind of liked that it was like a different kind of thing. And even like in episode one at the very beginning, it was like a talk show maybe in like the like 1970s or something. And there's a guy, um, like there's like two scientists or whatever. And like one of them is saying that... um, you know, like the fungus, these cordyceps, like, you know, there's a possibility they could like, you know, get in humans and the other scientists laughs them off. And he's like, no, that's not possible. And the first scientist is like, if it gets hot enough, it is possible. So I was like, oh, is that like a little nod to climate change? Like, oh yeah, heavy nod. What do you mean? But I mean, I was like, I'm not a science girl, but is this, are you, is this really possible? Or are you just saying this for the show? <laughs> I was <laughs> That freaked me out a little bit. I mean, like, mushrooms are, like, the food I hate the most. So I'm like, I'm glad I don't fuck with them already. But made me a little nervous. I mean, hey, all these apocalyptic movies are based in a smidge of reality, right? That's what makes it scary. Zombies have never been, unless you take bath salts, like, (laughs) zombies are not a real thing. And even then, it's not zombies as, you know, zombies are in film and television yeah but it's still like something taking over your body and like turning you into something but yeah. I, I guess it's a little more tangible since it's like fungus so i guess yeah because I, I feel like fungus real thing climate change and then you know like a global pandemic i'm like oh like this is <laughs> this, this and it was it was like set in 2023 so i was like good god like okay right right 
yeah felt uh, a little too close to home um also i thought it was it looked really cool um for like the clickers looked cool mm-hmm. like the ones you couldn't see because it really looked not almost like like coral like a coral reef but yeah. also kind of like how like fungus like will grow like I don't know, in the forest or whatever mm-hmm. um and then also when you would see like they would have the cordyceps kind of coming out of their mouth a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, this looks familiar. And I realized it looks like when you take a bite out of an egg roll and like the cabbage is like sticking out. <laughs> Not to ruin egg rolls for people. But because <laughs> I was like, what? It looks like something I've eaten. And I think it's, I think the egg roll cabbage is what I'm thinking about. Uh, I could, I could <laughs> see that. Yeah, I could see it. <laughs> A little bit. Um, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like alien or <laughs> know, species, no. something. <laughs> oh man! Um, I was gonna ask, did you have any favorite episodes this season? Um, favorite episodes. I mean, the one with um, was it Nick Offerman? That was a good one. Oh man, I yeah, I love that one. That Bill weird. and Frank. Frank, right? Yeah. I think so. Like, yeah, you just don't see those types of stories in the apocalypse. And yeah. Yeah. It was touching. Yes, I agree. So I think maybe that's if I recall, I think that's probably the best episode. Yeah. That was definitely one of my favorites. And like I was so suspicious of Frank. Like when um Bill, who was Nick Offerman's character, like went outside of his fence and you know gave him the letter to climb up. And Frank was like, you know, I haven't eaten in two days. And I was like, okay. And he was like, you know, I let you go, so go. And I was like, Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Like <laughs> Because I just thought Frank was like some kind of like con man or whatever. Yeah. And so then I was like, okay, well, if you want to give him food, go back inside your fence, lock it, throw the food over the fence, get him the fuck out of there. <laughs> like, see, this is why I miss out on soulmates. Because I'm just like, <laughs> get him out of here. <laughs> I was like, certainly, I wouldn't have let him inside the fence. Certainly not inside my home. Like, yeah. I just thought that was crazy. And then like, after uh you know they have their intimate experience and he's like you know i'm i'm gonna stay here for a couple days if that's okay with you and i was like see see here you go he's (laughs) a little sexual he's trying to uh shack up because he ain't got nowhere else to go and then it it, like fast forward to three years and i was like oh i guess he was legit (laughs) look at you just at a time like right like the time like this, how can you trust anybody? But I was, I was so glad to be wrong because it was, it really was a beautiful episode. Yeah, that was a good one. And I know yeah. people that were fans of the game, they were upset mentioning how you said this was like a zombie um, show, and really that episode, they were like, no zombies. Yeah, people of the game were upset that in the show they downplayed the zombies like they didn't show them as much they made it more about like the characters um and their story arcs so apparently there are are supposed to be way more zombies and they say that season two will feature them a lot more Mm. 
Well, yeah, that's um, I watched like the inside the episodes after mm-hmm. each episode, and I remember on one like one of the creators or whoever was like, yeah, like there's not a lot of monsters for this to be like a show about them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was definitely surprised by that. Like it doesn't really bother me to see like zombies or you know this infected whatever thing, but you know I I just don't like jump scares. That's what I was more concerned about. So I was I was pleased that there wasn't a whole lot of that. I was I also really liked uh I think it was episode six, which was the hope for the future, where they go and see um where he finds Tommy and he's living in that town in Wyoming. Mm. And Tommy is married to our girl Rutina Wesley. So mm-hmm. I was excited to see her. Um, but just also to see like Okay, like, because it it looks very bleak. It looks like these, like, quarantine zones are really the only places you can go. But it just kind of felt like, um, as the title says, hope for the future, like, kind of like a glimmer. Or wait, sorry. That's not the title. That was just my note. I don't remember why I liked it. (laughs) Actually, I think that episode was called, like, Ken or something like that. Um, (laughs) But anyways, that episode gave, like, hope that like okay like there's something it's not completely hopeless you know like there there are these places that can feel kind of like the way the world was before how long that'll last I guess we'll see in season two but it was nice to have that as kind of a little break during the season yeah and if you're a Walking Dead fan it was basically like their Alexandria Virginia Mm -hmm. wait was it was it really supposed to be Virginia on yeah. The Walking Dead? So, I was yeah. in Virginia. Wow. That's surprising. This place would get torn to shreds, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else about The Last of Us? Um, yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Well, what have you had your eyes on? So, um before the academy awards i was like let me try to watch like something else because of the like best picture nominations i had only watched um everything everywhere all at once so i watched tar because it was streaming on peacock Mm -hmm. and that's like the kate blanchett movie and it starts out to me it's very slow because she's like a, a classical music conductor okay and it's just, she's just talking about like oh like well I really like Tchaikovsky I don't, whatever and I was just like oh my god I'm so bored I'm so bored <laughs> and then um like because the movie I want to say is like close to two and a half hours long I feel like they could have got rid of like at least 30 to 45 minutes of that dang but shit does get a little crazy like toward like the end middle end of it Mm-hmm. so I was kind of because I was like on my computer like half paying attention I was like oh shit like this is kind of stuff's popping off so I would say I guess it's worth the watch and then I don't know like after the Academy Awards I just felt in the mood for a documentary so I opened up Netflix and I watched the Pamela Anderson documentary Pamela a Love Story which was really freaking good like mm. I like learned a lot about her life that I didn't really know and um just I don't just think about like how different things were in like the 90s and 2000s and how women were just like so freely sexualized and like 
the questions that like she was getting asked on like you know late night talk shows and things like that like it's just I don't know it's kind of crazy to think about that compared to you know now like you would definitely get some um you know some pushback or criticism if you were to question a woman in that way Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was it was really good so I'm very late on this and I'm a little ashamed to say it as like a huge Michael Jordan fan I'm currently watching The Last Dance (laughs) which I've been meaning to watch for like the last like two or three years whenever it came out but that's excellent I'm like halfway through it I was a diehard Michael Jordan and Bulls fan like when I was a kid. So it's really cool to see like these clips of like, you know, these these moves they did that like I remember like watching and um, obviously seeing like how the shoes like change each season. Like um, it's really good. And then, yeah, I'm of course watching Real Housewives in New Jersey. <laughs> and I just are you watching it? No, I haven't watched it. Oh Oh my God. You got to get into it. It's so good. Like, I'm just, I keep like imitating their accents. Like, I just, like Margaret's like, um, Jennifer Aiden called Jen Fesla talking crap about me the whole time. Like, it's just, (laughs) oh my God. Like, I'm obsessed. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) this is not a new thing. But I just happened to watch like the cheaters, like the 24-7 cheater channel on like my like satellite TV or whatever. Uh-huh. I happened to catch an episode today. I've never seen this episode before. I've never seen like people, like these people were like in their 60s. Oh. <laughs> and so this guy, Pablo, he, you know, contacts cheaters about his thinking his wife might have something going on. They the confrontation takes place in a graveyard because for whatever reason. <laughs> His wife and the guy she's cheating on him with are canoeing in a graveyard. <laughs> um, it turns out this is her first husband who apparently like divorced her and like basically like abandoned her and oh, their kids. Wow. Um, as soon as like the cheater's crew rolls up, she starts pepper spraying them, <laughs> which I've also <laughs> never seen on the cheaters. And, and, and then she's just like, she's kicking them. Like she, cause I don't know if she's like confused or if she's just angry, maybe a combination of the two, but she's like kicking um, at the cheaters people and their security. And then like when her husband comes up, she starts like hitting him. And then like her ex-husband, he's, you know, like kind of yelling and whatever. And then I don't know when this happened, but at some point he just like pulls his thing out and starts like peeing, trying to like pee on them. What? (laughs) Yes. And so then security like wrestles him to the ground. <laughs> it was it's I don't think I've ever seen a, a confrontation that crazy. Uh, wow. But, and then it just so happened because I was like wasn't watching for a while, put it back on there. And you know how like at the end of some episodes they'll do like we're catching up with so and so. I just uh-huh. so happened to catch Pablo's catch up. And he said <laughs> that he was trying to work it out with his wife and because basically she was just like you know there's things like you don't care about me like there's I want to live life basically so he's like you know if we need to talk about things we'll go out to dinner and she claimed that she can't even really remember what happened that night because of her mental state or some bullshit but it was oh my god it's probably the best episode cheaters I've ever seen wow 
<laughs> that's it's love. Yeah. I was gonna say, has there been anyone that has gone on cheaters and like found out, oh, he wasn't cheating? Like, I feel like if you're going on the show, you know. I've seen it one time. Oh, there really? Was a, one time years ago, a woman I had them track her husband. And uh-huh. he really was just like running errands and shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is the only time I've seen it. Wow. <laughs> what you got your eyes on, Cam? Um, man, it's been so long since I last had to do this. I feel like I've watched so much. <laughs> um, first things first, RuPaul's Drag Race. You know, I'm always watching it. Um, this season has been good. They're back back being messy. I I missed that era of drag where the queens were villains. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been giving me life. I love Mistress Isabel Brooks. Oh my god. Sasha Colby. Did you see last week's episode? Uh I did. I actually watched it at a bar. Why can't I remember? I know Selena went home. Yes. But when they what was the challenge? The challenge was the rusical. That's right. It was like the footloose knockoff. Yeah. Yes. Wig loose. (laughs) Wig loose. (laughs) When they asked, like, who should go home? And Lux, Mm. how she went down the line and like complimented (laughs) everybody. (laughs) And they got to Lucy. Oh my and god, yeah. This is who I choose, and that is why. <laughs> that was that was wow. Because I was just like, what is she doing? Right. Everybody's like... looking around like, uh, that's not what he asked you. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. By the time she hit it with that punchline, I was like, God. Because nobody right. I didn't expect it because I was like, oh, she's complimenting everyone. Like, what is what's her end game? And then I was like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> I was like, she scorched that bitch. <laughs> then I loved like when the judges were like discussing and Ross was like, okay, but first I want to address each of you individually. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Lux is a character. <laughs> is like, are her and Mistress your favorites and Sasha? Oh, that are there now? Yes. I mean, yeah, Lucy's annoying. Who else is left? Um, Anitra. Oh, Anitra. I forgot about Anitra. Oh, I love Anitra too. Yeah, I'm definitely team Anitra and team Sasha. Like my other favorite was Malaysia, but she's gone, obviously. <laughs> now I don't I don't think Mistress or Lux is going to win. I, I mean, it's very clearly going to be Sasha Colby. Or I think Anitra's like close second. But yeah, great episode. Great episode. It's interesting this season. There has not been any double Shantae's. Nobody's come back who left. Yeah. They I guess have... he got. Huh? Sorry. I was like, I guess he got, or I guess RuPaul got like so much crap last season. <laughs> it was so long. He was like, okay, well, each week it's by the book. <laughs> right. Like there's been. Someone has gone home every episode. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's been a great season. It has been a great season. I'm a little pissed that Anitra and Marsha wasn't a double Shantae. 
it should have been honestly yeah. it should have been yeah. i was shocked that it was not because it would have been well deserved i saw uh, someone on twitter say they think rupaul is trying to save the double shantae for like if mistress is ever in the bottom because it seems like they're trying sasha. to keep her <laughs> oh mm, but i feel like sasha would just if unless she's against anitra who is she not destroying that's what no. but we shall see yeah so yeah i'm watching that i did watch the chris rock outrage oh, special how was that i would say it started off slow it was not funny in the beginning um it really didn't pick up for me until like the middle to end half um but it ended up being funny funnier than i expected i'll say that he talked and i don't know i'm not super familiar with chris rock's stand up but i feel like he didn't always talk about like his wife and kids like he would talk about his family like his Mm -hmm. like growing up but i don't remember talking about like his nuclear family or immediate family um so in this special he like talks about his daughters a lot and honestly it was that was the best part when he like related it to himself um that was good so I did see that, and yes, he made a joke about Will Smith and emancipation and saying he watched the movie just to see him get beat. <laughs> oh, child, you know I ain't like that. Oh, yeah, but I watched it. It wasn't that great, but it wasn't terrible. I'll say yeah. that. Um, I also saw House Party 4. <laughs> Very surprised at this movie. Like, I'm shocked. I am completely shocked. Maybe because my expectations were, you know, in the basement, sub-level 77. Because this movie was actually funny. Like, I was shocked at how much better it ended up being than I expected. Like, the acting was good. The music was good. The jokes were funny. Like, they're, the story made sense. <laughs> like. It was really good. I forget who the like producer of it was, but they they did right by the series. Like there was this new kid. Oh, I didn't write down any of these actors, but like <laughs> the new like comedian. I don't I've never seen this kid before in my life. He reminds me, like you can clearly tell he was like raised on 90s comedians because he reminds you of Chris Tucker uh he reminds you of chris rock and he reminds you of any one of martin's characters uh, oh, but wow. but still in like a really good way and even the movie is like part house party part hangover part uh, boomerang part <laughs> oh god okay it's just like it's <laughs> so many like pieces in it that's kind of reminds you of something that you've already seen but in a good way um so i actually would highly recommend it it's pretty funny i know you've like told me this three times or it's like the third time you told me this and i still don't believe you like i just can't believe it i'm telling you like i did not want to watch this movie (laughs) (laughs) and i watched it and i was like pleasantly surprised it was good it was good um what else am i watching I'm watching Grownish. And oh, is it back? It has been back. Oh shit. I 
like it as much i don't like the junior era as much as i like the zoe era like i'm getting pretty bored with it Mm, okay i'm getting pretty bored with it so hopefully it comes back a little hard i think this season's over but hopefully it comes back a little harder they've been showing more zoe too so i'm like (laughs) maybe they're feeling like they need her to like carry this but like i said i wish they had done diane and uh what's the other little brother uh jack jack thank you jack and (laughs) diane yeah i feel like their college experience would have been a little more dynamic and interesting yeah i think yeah diane would have been hilarious in college but yeah i think we talked about this before i just don't think people want to see them doing things that are too grown i get it i get it speaking of doing things that are too grown have you seen swarm No, I just feel like all the beehive is like, is this fucking play about us? <laughs> right. <laughs> I just saw the first episode. I had no context for it. My boo told me about it and I hadn't seen any of the social media commentary on it. Mm-hmm. And it's just oh, why, Chloe? Why? Why? Oh, what's Chloe doing? Oh, she's in the first episode. No, but I mean, like, why are you saying why? Because, like, the first scene that you see her in, she's, like, butt naked having sex. <gasps> no. Wait, we do we see anything? Uh, we see her butt. But I guess we've already seen that. But it's, just, it's very graphic, and it's just, like, why? You don't have to do this. You're so I- talented. I've seen on Twitter people keep talking about like sex scene discourse Mm -hmm. and I knew it was about that show but I didn't know what the scene was Mm -hmm. oh man yeah I just yeah Chloe and Hallie are just like are like baby sisters like yeah I don't know what the show's about it's mad weird when I found out it was by Donald Glover I was like oh this makes sense But I'm interested to see the other episodes because this one was dark and strange. Yeah, the only other, the outside of like the trailer, the only clip I saw on Twitter was like Dominique Fishback, like the main character. She's in bed and there's like a Culkin. It's not Macaulay, but one of the other Culkin brothers is like naked in the kitchen. Isn't their last name McCulkin? Wait. Macaulay, no, Macaulay Culkin. It's Culkin. Rory Culkin. What did I say? McCulkin? (laughs) He said McCulkin. (laughs) 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 Wait, the dude on Succession, his last name is not His name is Rory Culkin. (laughs) Are you sure? I'm pretty positive. I think you're trying to mesh Macaulay with Culkin. Huh. Macaulay, that's a weird name. <laughs> a little late to be saying they've been around for a while. Oh yeah, you're right. It's Colkin. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, one of them that's not Macaulay, I don't think it's Rory either, but anyways, one of them is in the show and he's like getting strawberries in the kitchen and then he brings them back to bed in like a clear, like large mixing bowl. And then when they, like, do a zoom in of the bowl, like, his penis is, like, smushed. Oh, against that was the, in the first episode, yeah. Oh, this is, okay. So I was just like, 
what? And everybody was just like, why? Like, what's the thing? Um, but yeah, it's just, it looks really weird. And like, I don't know, like, I'm not, I feel like for the most part of the beehives, like not really mad about it. To me, I just feel like annoyed. Uh, I was gonna like, say it's it ain't painting y'all in a positive light that's for sure but the thing because I feel annoyed because I feel like okay maybe if this was like 2010 mm-hmm. but I feel like you're about a decade late for this yeah <laughs> like I feel like now at this point and I don't want to get like um harassed online but I think there's <laughs> another fan base that oh. is a little more aggressive starts with a b oh. and uh well I guess we do too ends with a z and (laughs) i just yeah i don't know i'm just like what was donald especially like you know donald's like worked with beyonce on the lion kings i was like this just seems weird um i saw a tweet today and it said um this is from at kiss my mahogany and it says i know beyonce finished swarm and texted donald like you bird chested bitch (laughs) 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 i do feel like the show i think it's just a commentary on standom that's what i because i was like i feel like chloe wouldn't be in it if it was really like right yeah right they're just like taking that because mm-hmm. i would i would agree with you like while they have some beehive tendencies they're very much like the other group as far as like her mental state and what you would expect one of yeah. those to be <laughs> right just a little not all there <laughs> <laughs> something's a little loose up in there <laughs> yeah yeah do you think you're gonna finish the entire season oh I do want to see more episodes. I'm willing to give okay. it more episodes because it's interesting. I want to know what they're trying to say about this culture. Mm, okay. So I'll give it a you know a watch. Okay. But uh well, that's all I've got. Okay. Well, oh, haven't done this in a while. Uh <laughs> follow us on social media at um their eyes were watching tv on instagram and facebook and tewwtv podcast on twitter and tiktok and you can subscribe to us on uh, apple podcast spotify and all the streaming girlies awesome yeah wow thanks for listening after all this time uh hopefully we'll be back a little more regularly Oh, yeah. Life was just life in y'all in some good ways and in some not so good ways. So, but yeah, hopefully we will be back uh, a little more regularly after this. But thanks for your patience and thanks for listening. Love y'all. Oh, it's really (laughs) nice. (laughs) I guess I love y'all too. (laughs) Bye. Bye.